0: You're listening to the new Mutual Audio Network.
1: Welcome home. The Sonic Summerstock Playhouse. it's time for the 2017 season of Sonic Summerstock Playhouse. For two months of the year, the Summerstock players from a variety of audio drama companies provide for our pleasure, the very best in classic audio plays on the Playhouse stage. I'm your announcer, David Alt. And along with Jack Ward, it is our pleasure to introduce our premiere feature performance tonight and open this season of the Sonic Summerstock Playhouse. Each season, we unlock the theater doors and bring back the glory of this immaculate historic Summerstock Playhouse. This is the seventh straight season of the Playhouse, and behind the golden curtains, the raked comfortable seating, orchestra pit, balconies, wings, and vast thrust stage, There's a history here, and that history is bringing the old stories from the golden age of radio back to life for new audiences, for we are the trust of this new golden age of modern audio drama, and we sit on the shoulders of giants. For every Shakespeare, Ibsen, and Wilde, there was an Obler, Speer, and Fletcher. Here, in the theatre of the mind, there are no limitations. Time itself remains suspended, and the ghosts of the past walk again and the sunny days of yesterday shine ever brighter. So thank you for being here to open the Playhouse. Let spotlights be turned up, the curtains be raised, and let us begin tonight's feature presentation from the Amigos with X-1, The Knock.
0: following audio drama is rated g for general audience to our brother bill holwig from jeff jack
2: lady jan
0: and lothar we miss you amigo Countdown for blastoff. X minus five, minus four, minus three, minus two, X minus one. Fire from the far horizons of the unknown come transcribe tales of new dimensions in time and space. These are stories of the future, adventures in which you'll live in a million could-be years on a thousand would-be worlds. The National Broadcasting Company presents X-Minus-One X Tonight, the science fiction classic Knock by Frederick Brown. Tonight, we have a strange story to tell. A sweet... Blood-curdling little story that is really only two sentences long. The last man on Earth sat alone in a room. There was a knock at the door. Uh, what?
3: What's that?
4: Good morning, man. Who, who are you? You have regained consciousness. Who are you? I am Zan. I'm still asleep.
3: I I must be. You are not asleep. Just maybe, if I close my eyes,
4: it'll go away. I will not go away, man. No, I guess I am awake. Who... who are you? I am Azan. What is that? Azan is intelligent life. Look, I... what happened? Where are you from? From Planet Seven, in the third galaxy, in the fourth quadrant. Where? It is not necessary to repeat information which is correct in the original statement. Planet Seven? You mean I'm not on Earth? You are still on your planet. Wait, then what are you doing here? The Zans have annexed your world. You mean you've conquered Earth? Yes, that is correct. We will now prepare your planet for habitation by the Zan. Wait, what about the people? What about the population of,
3: of the world? You are the population of the world. Now, wait, 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 wait just a minute. Now I don't understand what's happened.
4: The Zan have landed on your planet. We have removed the lower life forms to prepare for colonization by the Zan. Wait, when did all this happen? Two days ago. You have been unconscious until now. Wait, you really mean that I'm the last man on Earth? That is correct. Identify yourself now. What? Kindly provide data as to your position in the elementary social order of your planet.
3: Oh, oh I'm, I'm Walter Phelan, Associate Professor of Anthropology at Nathan University.
4: But how do you speak English? We have deciphered your written and recorded records. It is not difficult to reconstruct your language. It is a primary type of auditory communication. Ah. Is there anything you want to complete your natural habitat? You mean I'm a prisoner? That is correct. What would you want further in your room? Do I have to stay here?
3: Yes. The rest of my life? Forever. Well, then, you better bring my books. That will be done. Well, that's rather considerate of you. Hey, you know, I gotta call you something. Hey, mind if I call you George?
4: It is immaterial. I will be back, Associate Professor of Anthropology. Oh, that's all right, George. Just
3: call me Walter.
4: I will be back with your books.
3: All right, George. I'll be seeing you around.
4: You will not be around, Walter. You will be here.
3: Come in. hello George hello Walter hey wait a minute you're not George you're different somehow it
4: makes no difference the Zen are many and they are one
3: then I'll call you George too hey I'll call you all George hey what can I do for you
4: point one you will please henceforth sit with your chair facing the other way uh-huh
3: yeah yeah I thought so George that plain wall is different on the other side isn't it
4: that is correct. It is transparent.
3: Yeah, well, that's what I thought. I'm in a zoo, right? That is correct. How many other animals do you have in this zoo, George? 216. <laughs> Not complete, George. Even a bush league zoo could be that. Do you just pick at random?
4: Yes, all species would have been too many. Male and female, each of 108 kinds. Male and female, huh? Of, uh, all the animals? There is a female of your
3: species among the collection. Hmm. Anyone I know? Ah, oh, well, never mind. It
4: doesn't matter anyway. Well, uh, what do you feed us all, huh? For carnivorous species, we make synthetics. The flora was not hurt by the vibrations which destroyed animal life.
3: Oh, yeah, well, nice for the flora. You know, George, you started out with point one, and I deduce there's a point two kicking around somewhere. What is it? Something
4: we do not understand. Oh. Two of the other animals sleep and do not wake. They are... cold. Ah, don't worry about
3: it, George. Happens in the best regulated zoos. What is wrong with them, Walter?
4: Ah, nothing much. They're just dead. Dead? Mm Mm-hmm. That means stopped. But nothing stopped them. Each was alone. Maybe they
3: just died of old age, George. You ever think of that? Old age...
4: I do not understand. You don't? Well, how old are you, George? Your planet went around the sun about 7,000 times since I was born. 7,000 years? Yes, I am still young. Yeah,
3: a regular babe in arms. Hey, look, George, you got something to learn about this planet you've hijacked.
4: Here on Earth, we got
3: somebody you don't know where you come from. An old man with a beard and an hourglass and a scythe. Your vibrations didn't kill him. What is he? Just old man death. Down here, our people and animals live until somebody, the Grim Reaper, stops them. He will stop more. He gets us all, George. With your lifespan, it won't seem like a minute and we'll all be gone. <laughs> it looks like you made a mistake, George. And I don't think there's
4: much you can do about it. That is not correct. The Xan is a logical being. We will take action.
3: Hey, uh, George, where are you taking me?
4: We will be there shortly. We will bring your books and your chair. Oh, you mean my lease is up? I. I do not understand. It's moving day? That is correct. We are here now. You will live here now, Walter. It is a larger room.
3: Well, be it ever so humble, there's no place like home. Go inside. Oh, be careful with those books, George. Don't lose my... Oh, uh, excuse me. Who... who are you? What are you doing here? Well, I guess George didn't explain. Uh, you know, George tries to be polite, but he hasn't quite caught on yet. I'm Walter Phelan.
2: My name is Grace Evans, Mr. Phelan. What's all this about? Why did they bring me here?
3: Well, I, I think I kind of know why, but hey, let's back up a little bit. Do you know what's happened otherwise?
2: No, not exactly.
3: Well, I've been talking to George and- George? Oh, well, that's what I call them. All of them. Now, there's no way to tell them apart anyway. And there aren't many of them here yet. They come from outside the solar system. Sort of an advanced scouting party.
2: I saw their spaceship. It's as big as a mountain.
3: Yeah, well, they're moving in on us. They cleaned off the Earth with some kind of vibration. Destroys all sorts of animal life. I- I don't know whether they did it all at once or if they had to circle the earth a few times, but they killed everybody. No.
2: I was afraid that-
3: Well, the cheerful note is that you and I and about 200 other animals were picked up beforehand as specimens for the zoo. You do know this this is a zoo, don't you?
2: I suspected it. But I don't remember anything about being captured. I just woke up here.
3: Well, my hunch is that they used the vibrations just low enough to knock us all out. And then they cruised around, picking up samples at random. When they were all set, they turned on the juice full blast. How
2: terrible.
3: (laughs) Yeah, well, they solved a lot of problems for us. Housing shortage, wars, even the atomic bomb. I don't suppose the human race, you and I, have to worry about anything now. It's awful. (laughs) Only they made a mistake. They underestimated us.
2: I don't understand.
3: (laughs) They thought we were immortal. That we were what? Immortal, just like they are. Oh, they can be killed, but the Zans don't know what natural death is. They didn't know, well, anyway, until they lost two of us yesterday. You mean there are more than two of us? Oh, no, not more of our species, no. They were merely fellow animals, a rabbit and a canary. And by the Zans' way of figuring time, the rest of us are only good for a few minutes apiece. The joke's on them. They figured they had permanent specimens here in the zoo.
2: Well, didn't they even know we'd all die
3: eventually? I don't think so. George, that is the second Zen I saw, told me he was 7,000 years old. And he's young by their standards. When they learned how quickly we die, they were practically shocked to the core. If they have cores. How can you
2: talk that way about it?
3: Academic detachment. I learned it at faculty tees. At any rate, they've decided to reorganize their zoo two by two.
2: What, are they going to keep us locked up together in this one little room?
3: Yeah, I'm afraid so. But there's plenty of furniture, though, and George promised to bring me my chair.
2: We've got to do something. (laughs) why? I don't know, It it just seems to me that we owe it to the human race to do something.
3: Oh, well, uh, perhaps you have a suggestion? There must be some way. They can be killed, you said. Oh yeah, I've been studying them. They look horribly different, but I think they have about the same metabolic and digestive system as we. I think that anything that would kill one of us would kill one of them.
2: But you said 7,000 years.
3: Yeah, I think I figured it out. Now, George cut his, uh, well, I suppose you'd call it a hand. When he brought in my books, he started to bleed red blood. But I could see the cut closing as he stood there. By the time he left, it was healed.
2: I don't understand.
3: Well, you see, whatever factor there is in man that makes him grow old, is, it's missing in the Zan. Their regenerative powers must be unlimited. You see, they just don't wear out. They go on and on until they're stopped.
2: Suppose we killed one. There must be
3: some way. Ah, well, but what would be the use? They wouldn't even punish us. They'd just give us our food through a trap door and put up a sign saying, Beware of the man. Dangerous.
2: I don't think they'll even have to bother in your case. (laughs) I don't see anything funny.
3: (laughs) I'm sorry. just reminds me of Martha. Huh? Martha? Oh, my wife. Uh, she, she died two years ago.
2: I'm, I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> Not at all. It was a pleasure. Ah, that'll be George with my books. Come in.
4: Hello, George. Hello, Walter. Point one. I have brought your books. Mm-hmm. Uh, point one, huh? Well, what else is on your mind? Another creature sleeps and will not wake. Oh? <laughs> a small, feathered one, called a duck. Well, it
3: happens, George. I warned you. Old Man Death, the Grim Reaper, I told
4: you about him. Walter, the Council of Xan has met. It has been decided logically that A. No life form can withstand the full-strength vibrations with which we cleared your planet. Therefore, the Grim Reaper you spoke of does not exist. Hmm, yeah, pretty ain't George. Yeah, what's B? B, the only intelligent life to escape the vibrations is you. Therefore, the logical conclusion is you are stopping these animals by some means unknown to us. Hey George, you're off your trolley, man. You will tell me now how this is done. Hey, you got me. Yes, we have. It is necessary to save the remaining specimens as long as possible. If we do not get the information, we may be forced to dispense with your species entirely. This means you, Walter, and the female. Whoa,
3: whoa, whoa, wait, wait, George. Hold on. Don't go off half-cocked. Uh, let me take a look at these animals that won't wake up.
4: I will take you there now. Go first, Walter. After you, my dear George. This
3: is the weasel. Hey, well, you should have got him in the winter, George. The fur's worth more than...
4: It's ermine. This is the reptile cage. Uh-huh, yep. Here are the ducks. That is the male. The female has been stopped.
3: <laughs> Lucky girl.
4: Hey, what's the matter, fella? Lonely? Hmm? Walter, you will tell me how you stopped the female
3: duck. Hey, you got me, George. I didn't do it. Maybe she died of the Dutch elm
4: blight. Walter, you are not being logical. We have concluded you are stopping these animals. Tell us now how it is done. George, I told you. I haven't the foggiest notion. Very well. We will have to take further action. Oh, and what are you going to do, George? We will go back now to your room.
2: What happened, Mr. Phelan?
3: Uh, well, you might call me Walter. After all, George does, and we have more in common. Please, what happened? Ah, it's just a duck. A dead duck. George thinks I killed it by remote control and wants me to tell him how. Did you? Look, I'm just an ordinary anthropologist. There's no telling what those animals died of. Just natural causes, but George can't see it that way. He thinks I'm holding out on him.
2: Good. (laughs) What? At least there's some way we can get back at them. At least we can do something to them. Yeah, but why?
3: After all, George isn't a bad fellow, if you like an ant mentality. How can
2: you say that? Why, they murdered the whole human
3: race. Yeah, well, I suppose so, but... Hey, we can't change it, so why think about it?
2: We can't just sit here and do nothing. Well,
3: I failed to see how we can do anything else. Well, at
2: least we could be fighting.
3: I can't really see the virtue in that. I, I was more or less content with my books, and, well, we got George to talk to.
2: Of all the men in the world they had to pick, don't you want to fight back? Don't you want to keep on fighting to the end? Well, it hadn't occurred to me. But we've got to, Walter. Why? I can't really explain it. But, Walter, if there was any good in man, it was that he kept on struggling against nature and, in the end, even against himself. He kept on fighting for what he thought was right. And we're all that's left. Walter, we we just can't end by giving up. We've got to keep on fighting.
3: (laughs) You know, you do remind me of Martha. Martha.
2: There isn't much left for us. We could beat them in this one small thing. We could pretend there's a secret about death. We could refuse to tell them anything.
3: Yeah, but there isn't anything to tell.
2: But they don't know that. Promise me you won't give in.
3: Well, suppose the worst thing they can do is kill us. All right, Miss Evans.
4: (coughs) Hello, George. Hello, Walter. Now you will tell us how these
3: animals are stopped. George, this may come as a shock to you, but I've decided not to tell you. Why? Ah, romantic attachment to lost causes. My grandfather was a Confederate officer. Walter, you are not being logical. <laughs> yeah, Well, neither was my grandfather. He charged a full Yankee battery with one
4: round of ammunition and a corncob pipe. You are not logical. But that is expected in lower life forms. You will come with me now, Walter. Where are you taking him? To the second level. Go
3: now, Walter.
2: You won't tell them.
3: Well, I can't guarantee anything, but as of now, I, I don't intend to.
2: We've got to fight, Walter. Remember that. We've got to
3: go out fighting. Yes, I think you're right. Go now, Walter. Goodbye. Well, it's been a pleasure, Miss Evans.
4: I am waiting. Go now, Walter. Oh, after you, my dear George.
3: Tell us now, Walter.
4: That was the first level of vibrations. There are many more. However, we have calculated that none of them exceed your threshold of unconsciousness. Oh, very clever, George. Of course, you will tell us now. How do you stop these animals? You will tell us now. As of now, no. However, I'm not very brave if that encourages you, George. You are not being logical, Walter. You're telling me. We will now use vibration level two. Walter, Walter. You are still conscious. Just let me alone, George. You will tell us now. You will tell us how you stop the animals. Let me alone, May. Let me alone. We have had vibration levels one and two. There are still fifteen more before your threshold of unconsciousness. No, 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 no. Let me alone. Walter, listen to me. Another creature sleeps and will not wake. We must know now. Well... You
3: better start vibrating again, George. No. What? It would
4: not be logical. We have calculated that no further level of vibration will overcome your irrational psychological block. We conclude you will not tell. You'll let me go? That is correct. Eh. Oh, well, uh, Hey. That's, uh, that's real nice of you,
3: George. I uh, appreciate it.
4: We have calculated that the resistance of the female of your species will be lower. We will now place her under the vibration. No, 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 George.
3: You cannot do that. Now listen, George. George, there is no secret. Can you understand that? There is no secret. Those animals died from natural causes. I'm telling you the truth.
4: That is not a logical answer. We will get the woman. I've told you the truth. Can't you understand? We must know now. The female animal caged next to the duck has been stopped. We must preserve... The survivor. The animal? The animal next to the duck? We will bring the woman here. She will tell us
3: after the vibrations. No, 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 no. No, no, Listen, George. You want the truth? You want to know how to save the mates of the animals that have been stopped? You will tell us now? Yes, yes. I'll tell you now. I give up. I give up. But you gotta promise to leave the woman
4: alone. You promise, George? If we receive the answer from you, Walter... There will be no further need for the vibrations
3: yeah, well okay, I guess that'll have to do. All right all right all right take me to the stopped animal and I'll
4: tell you how to save the mate. Very well, Walter, you are being logical now. We will go <laughs>
2: Walter, are you all right? Just
3: just let me catch my breath a minute.
2: What did they do? What happened?
3: I'm sorry, but after a while, I told them what they wanted to know.
2: Oh, no.
3: Well, as George pointed out, it seemed to be the logical thing at the time.
2: But you promised. I know. It was our last chance to beat them on even one little thing.
3: Uh, perhaps. Uh, you mind if I sit down?
2: You gave up.
3: I suppose you could call it that. I'm, I'm very tired.
2: They've beaten us completely, then. There isn't anything we can do. The last of the human race, and we give up. We don't even die fighting.
3: Yeah, it isn't that bad. Something might turn up, Martha.
2: What did you call me?
3: Uh, oh, yeah. I must have said Martha. I'm sorry. She, she was my wife. She, she died two years ago. What were you saying?
2: Nothing. Nothing. It doesn't matter. It's too late. It's too late for the whole human race.
3: What now,
4: George? The Council of Xan has met. Oh, something wrong, George. A Xan has been stopped.
3: What? Wait, a Xan is dead? That is correct. Well, you didn't believe me, George. But you can die. You really can die. You'll have to get used to
4: that if you're gonna stay here. The council has decided, A, you have in some way stopped this, Sam. B, you and the woman must be eliminated. Walter!
3: Oh, no, no, no. You got it wrong, George.
4: The council has decided. This time, you will have the full vibration. This
2: time? Walter, what did they do to you?
3: Oh, they, they, believe me, they have a rather effective third degree. They tortured you, Walter? Yes, yes, they did.
2: And I, I, I thought, oh, Walter, it was all my fault.
3: Hey, I wouldn't even have tried without you. I, I suppose we have a chance now to, to at least end with some dignity.
2: I think you're a very brave man, Walter.
3: No, not very. Now, there isn't much else to do. And do we go now, George?
4: Now, Walter. <laughs> hmm? Wait. What's that? I have been told another Zan has died. Now will you believe me? The council of the Zan meets now. Oh, two gone already.
3: And you, you were with me, George. You know I didn't kill this one. What stopped him then? I told you, it's old man death. You came to the wrong planet, George. Your immortality doesn't go down here. He can stop you, but you can't stop him. And you'll all die if you stick around.
4: Ah, oh, what now? The council has decided. This is a place of death. We will leave your planet. You're gonna leave? You mean you're giving up? It is not safe for the
3: Xan.
2: Oh, Walter, they're leaving. They're really going.
3: Go on then, George, and,
4: uh, hey, don't hurry back. It would not be logical to do so. We are leaving the Earth now. Goodbye, Walter.
3: Goodbye, George. (laughs) Well, they're all aboard now.
2: So wonderful to feel the sun and the wind again.
3: Yep, they've closed the hatches.
2: Walter, is it safe for us to be out here?
3: Yeah, they're not interested in us any longer. They only want to get away. And I want to see this, Grace. The Xan leaving Earth forever. They're blasting off. There they go. Yeah, it's all over now. Well, I suppose we might as well go back in.
2: I I still don't understand. Walter, what made them go?
3: <laughs> I, just, I just told them the facts of life.
2: Of death, you mean?
3: Oh, no, no, of life. <laughs> After all, I thought George was old enough to know. I, at 7,000 years, he was getting to be a pretty big boy.
2: I wish you'd stop joking and tell me what happened.
3: Now, look out for the step. Well, you remember when the first animals died?
2: The rabbit and the duck?
3: Yeah. And their mates just started to pine and waste away? Yes. Well, that worried the Zan. They wanted to keep the last specimens alive if they could. So finally I broke down and told them about affection affection yeah and then i introduced donald donald who's that oh here we are grace meet donald
2: walter please what does affection have
3: to do with it that's what the zan wanted to know i told him it was love that made the world go round that having lost his mate donald would die immediately unless he had affection and constant petting
2: petting Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
3: i even showed him how Here, fella, come on, come here. Well, I held Donald in my arms and I petted him a while. And then I let the Zan take over with the animal in the next cage. What animal? Take a look.
2: You mean this cage? Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Hey, watch out, don't get too close.
2: Walter, it's a rattlesnake.
3: Yes, their metabolism made it impossible for them to die of old age, but I had a hunch they could be poisoned.
2: Then it was the snake that killed the two Zan.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. They never even knew what bit them. Then you outwitted them, Walter. Well, I, I, I suppose.
2: I thought you'd just given up. Oh, Walter, I'm so ashamed. No,
3: no, you don't have to be, because I had given up. I probably wouldn't have fought back if you hadn't pushed me.
2: W- well, I, um...
3: Well, we've got a world to plan. A new world, Grace. I know. Well, we'll have to decide which animals to let out of the zoo and which ones it's safer to keep in, but... First, there's a, a bigger problem. What's that? The human race. Oh. We've got to make a decision about that.
2: Yes, but... It's
3: been a nice race, even if nobody won it. Of course, it may go backward for a while until it gets its breath, but we can save the books and all the most important things and get it started ahead once more. No. It's the Garden of Eden all over again. Ah, but Eve, you'll have to watch out for that snake.
2: Now, don't. Don't be ridiculous, Walter.
3: You know, funny, you even blush like Martha. Only, uh, you know, you're stronger than she was, and, well, prettier, too.
2: I wish you'd forget about Martha.
3: Uh, I think I will, my dear, if you give me some time.
2: Now, Walter Phelan, you listen to me. If you think for one minute that I, that that we
3: could... I thought it would never happen to me again, but it's love that makes the world go round. So, Grace, if you could only...
2: No, I wouldn't marry you if if you were the last man on Earth.
3: Yeah, well... That's exactly what I am.
2: I don't care. I don't even want to talk about it. I'm going out.
3: All right, my dear, but... Hey, think it over. And please come back.
0: You see? I told you. It wasn't really so horrible, our story. Remember how it goes? The last man on earth sat alone in a room. And then, there was a knock on the door.
3: Come on in. Come in, Grace, my dear. You see,
0: it wasn't horrible at all. Tonight, by Transcription, X-1 has brought you Knock by Frederick Brown adapted for radio by Ernest Connoy. Featured in the cast were Jeffrey Billard as Walter, Janet Dieter as Grace, and Jack Ward as The Zan. This X-1 is a recreation of the original NBC Radio Network production and was directed and mixed by Lothar Tuppen. Music was by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. No copyright infringement is suggested or intended. This production has been brought to you by The Amigos an unofficial collective of people who loved Bill Holweg and were enriched by his friendship.
2: Wherever you are, Bill, may it be groovy.
1: That's this week's performance for the 2017 Sonic Summerstock Playhouse. All productions, performances, characters, and scripts presented in the Playhouse belong strictly to their copyright holders, and no copyright infringement is assumed or intended. The Sonic Summerstock Playhouse is part of the Sonic Society podcast and Electric Vicuna Productions. Any shows that continue their run must have explicit permission from all parties involved. The Playhouse theme was written and performed by Sharon B. Join us next week at the Playhouse for another classic performance. I'm your announcer, David Alt. Good night.
4: This has been an Electric Vicuna production.
2: You can listen to classical and brand new audio dramas through the Mutual Audio Network. Subscribe through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify or iHeartRadio
0: today. There's 8 different podcasts one for each day of the week and genre, and the Mutual Audio Network broadcast feed so you don't miss a day of your favorite shows. Subscribe to Mutual
4: Audio tonight. Good night.